Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So glad you're here with me again today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts to be sure you don't miss a single episode. And I'd sure appreciate it if you'd leave me a rating and review at Apple Podcasts. I read every single one, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And it helps get the word out about FUMS too. The more people that are exposed, the more people are helped. And that's really the goal. So I really appreciate you doing that. So today's guest is Dr. Cindy Bet Perez, a board-certified clinical and neurological music therapist practicing in the island of Puerto Rico. I got to <laughs> roll my tongue. I don't yeah. get a chance to do that very often. <laughs> She's also a faculty member at the Pontifical Catholic University and presides over the Puerto Rico <laughs> Music Therapy <laughs> Institute. Thank you for indulging me. And welcome, Dr. Perez. Thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And hello to everyone that is listening to us or watching us. I am very excited to be here and and just share with you my passion and love for music and music. Oh, I just love this. I have so many questions for you because I love, love, love music and I find it can you know, affect my mood. I mean, good and bad, by the way, and, and, and like my psyche in such a major way. I think it really does help lessen my pain. I, I sort of... Um, you know, provide my own music therapy, I guess. I'd love for you to share your educational background and why you chose musical therapy as your career choice. Okay. Well, um, as you mentioned, I practice in the island. It's actually islands because there's, it's, there are more than, it's right. Puerto Rico, the big island, a few small ones. Um, I am Puerto Rican. I was born and raised here in the island of Puerto Rico. Um, I went to college here and I studied, um, music education and I was you know my major was voice so mm-hmm. I was singing opera and I used wow. to play cello at a college level as well um, but it was the my major instrument was singing um, mm-hmm. and I and I had the, to make a decision about what am I going to study afterwards I knew I wanted to go to grad school and and I thought well I could go and study you know voice performance but it was something really strong in me, you know, through prayer that it was like, well, you have a gift and you have to use that gift to help people, period. And, you know, music therapy was not uh, a well-known right. career path. There's no programs here, but I've heard about it from someone and I just look for some information and say, you know, so I could help children and, and and back then it was more like autism it mm. was you know it was the mm-hmm. thing about yeah. music therapy and it's like so I could use it and I could even teach children music but in an adapted way mm-hmm. and use my gifts and talents I think I'm gonna sign up and I I applied to different schools ended up at Illinois State University and it was a great program. I had a wonderful mentor over there, uh, Dr. Marie Dijamarino. I, I love her. I still love her. <laughs> I, was, I still call her my mentor. And, you know, this was a big step, okay, because coming from a small island yeah. in the Caribbean, and even though we are you know, territory of the United States is still, yeah. there's still, you know, cultural differences. Yeah, and I just went there and I did the program. My internship, uh, six months of internship was at a general hospital in mm-hmm. Charleston. And, and that's how all began, you know, everything began. Yeah, I love that. So, and I after love- that, I just kept working in, in different areas of music therapy and just, you know, I love learning and I love serving. And eventually I did, um, a doctor, doctoral program, um, in, that is from Spain. Oh, okay. So I, I'm lucky enough that I, I speak Spanish. Wow. <laughs> and, and I, and I just, you know, I just kept, Kept, uh, kept learning about, kept about music therapy. Yes. Yeah. That's the story of how I ended up music therapy. I love that story. I know I've seen the video of music therapists working with, in particular, Alzheimer's patients, where yes. 
they're not communicating and then they play music from you know, their childhood or their young adulthood or something, and they light up and they actually remember the words, or at least they move to the music. It's, it is amazing. I mean, it, it looks miraculous. Um, <laughs> so what a wonderful thing to be involved in. Yes. And the more, um, you know, the more I have, I graduated from music therapy in 2008, so it's already been (laughs) over 10 years. And the more I practice, the more I see what music therapy does and how it can change someone's life. Not only the the client's life, but their family too, when they see what they can actually do. Um, I just fall more in love with with the feel and with what music can do and it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful way to serve so some people ask me like I I, I was working in the states I worked there until um I I moved back to the island in April 2017 Mm. uh so I was over there for a long time a long time since 2005 and when I moved to the island um I was you know answering so many questions about music therapy and about what what is music therapy and some people say nobody knows what is what that is so you're not going to be successful but uh praise god it was not the case it has been wonderful i have my own um my own business Mm -hmm. you know where i serve music therapy and i find other people that can you know like i give you jobs and and it's just amazing the amount of people that just with while they witness the work, they say, well, I want that for my yeah. um, elder home care right. place, you know, yeah. or for my group, you know, different specialized group for different needs it's yeah. because it speaks on itself. Yeah, that's so great. I love how you keep saying that you serve. I love that. Yeah. What a heart. What a wonderful way to approach anything really. But I think in particular, something like this, it's, it's beautiful. Do, so do you specialize in MS in particular or just neurology in general? How does that work? I, I, I am in a very small place Yeah, <laughs> with, and there's not many music therapists here in, in Puerto Rico. I work all kinds of patients and all kinds of clients. Yeah. So it's, it's basically more on like where's the need and I go. That's why I think it is important, especially for people like me that are in places and maybe there's not much uh, resource like like human resource for music therapy so that we can keep learning and keep you know um, expanding our knowledge because and this is one of the things that I learned from from my mentor Dr. D was you get ready for whomever you encounter so you have, it's not about you, it's about what they need. And, and that's part of my philosophy is like, I get all the knowledge that I can. I get all, you know, all the experiences that I can so that whomever is in front of me, they can get what they need. So here, um, I, I do neurologic music therapy with different populations from mm-hmm. autism, stroke, uh, traumatic brain injury, and, and of course, MS. It's, I, I just work with a wide variety of people throughout my week. And yeah. it keeps it fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, it keeps it, keeps it interesting. Fun. Sure. Yes. That's great. And just learn so much from each different um, patient category, I would imagine. Yes. Can yes. help inform you. You indicated to me that music can really help someone newly diagnosed. How, how so? Well, um, some of the people that I have worked with that have been newly diagnosed, they have some symptoms. They don't know what it is. And there are symptoms that could be confused with symptoms of a stroke mm-hmm. or what they call a transient ischemic attack, which is like, it's, it's not a full on stroke. It's like, the symptoms pre-stroke. Mm-hmm. So they end up being seen as patients of stroke, which I have worked um, a lot with stroke patients. And as they start, you know, doing testing, the neurologists realize that what they have is not a stroke, mm-hmm. is MS. Mm-hmm. So it, it just happened in, in many times. I'm there and it's like, well, 
Cindy, can you see this patient? Um, we believe she has MS mm-hmm. or he. And so I get to go there and, and talk to them about yeah. what is happening because mm-hmm. this is for, you know, for us that we know what it is, it's familiar, but when it, you never heard of MS, right? You know, and scary. And yes. And the doctors, I don't, I don't feel that sometimes they give you the full disclosure of Mm -hmm. the condition. So they just say, well, this is, uh, um, and and, I don't, I cannot remember the the technical word. I believe is demyelating yes. uh, yeah. mm-hmm. condition. Yeah, which and means nothing to somebody newly diagnosed. You're like exactly, what the hell does that mean? exactly. That's exactly. And, yeah. you know, it's, that's exactly my point. Mm-hmm. So um, I see this in the chart, you know, but I know what it means. Right. So I get to go there and and just first because they see me with my instruments, they know that. I pose no, no harm. No threat. You know, not, there's yeah. no threat, no risk of anything. So I, I, of course, it's like, what I, how are you doing? What's, what did they tell you? And mm-hmm. then we start to explore some of the things that may happen and that the person may need. Of course, I'm not, I'm never going to, you know, uh, overrule the doctor and just tell them, mm-hmm. you know, but enough that they can know that you will need support and we can start right here. That's Sometimes great. they stay Google. They yeah. Google. Oh, but Dr. Google is the worst. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it, they become more confused. So yeah. what we do, look, I, what I do is something, you know, we start sometimes with what I call um, inside. help you stretch. I think that even though I turn off the, the, the phone, um, it, it's, it's like the Siri is very oh, you know, yeah. sensitive. So I apologize right. for that. No so um, as people you know, get, get in this, this set of circumstances. I go there and I do what I would call insight music therapy. Mm. So I, I just allow them to, to tell me what they know, where they're at, how they feel. Mm. And it's not going to be the same for everybody because everyone has different priorities and different understandings. Right. So we start working with like, okay, what is, what is it that you're feeling right now? And if it then is anxiety, then we might work with some, um, like visualization, music and imagery, we call it Mm. music and imagery to relax, progressive muscle relaxation as Mm. well. Mm -hmm. And depending on the person, maybe the person needs a more emotional, slash spiritual support Mm -hmm. then we go we go there and we do more you know spiritually spiritual directed music therapy um with the person so uh, super individualized then yes it's very individualized this is a very individualized i i believe that there is some pillars to the therapeutic relationship and i believe that there needs to be connection there needs to be evaluation and there's there has to be some honoring of the person's experience so uh, i want to tell you about one particular story yeah please about, okay so um there was this young woman i will i will say young because about my age <laughs> so it was in her late 30s like or mid 30s mm-hmm. um and she had uh she was at work when she felt like her tongue very heavy mm. and part of her body was tingling like half of her body was tingling and she she tried to get up and she just obviously she had no it was like uh hemiparesis which she lost control of that side, side and yeah. she fell so when she's taken to the hospital it's, it looks like a stroke so mm-hmm. but eventually the testing revealed that you know she was actually experiencing um ms mm. Um, she had a baby, a newborn baby, and she was breastfeeding her baby. So all of a sudden, one of the things that happened is that, well, we need to do extra tests and you have to have, um, is some sort of 
um, iodine. So, and I, I apologize. I don't know the name in English, okay. but it, it's basically it's a toxic thing. So mm. you have to ingest it. It's a contrast for the contrast. MRI. Yes. Got yes. it. So you have to ingest that to create that contrast when they do the MRI, see what parts of, you know, your body lit up. Right. And, and then what happened is that then she could not, um, she could not pump. She could not send milk to her baby. Oh, so her even though she was in the hospital, she had the possibility of sending her, you know, right. her, her breast milk. So she had to, to pump to throw it. In, mm-hmm. in the pump bathroom, mm-hmm. a pump and dump. And that was very traumatizing. I bet. So you see that at that moment, her feelings, her strong feelings were towards that. That mm-hmm. is like, this is my baby's milk and I have to right. throw it away. Yeah. And then she didn't have her baby clothes and all of, you know, all of these things. So we had to work with that because she was missing her baby. She was missing her support system mm-hmm. first. Okay. So we had to work on that on, on then, you know, what can we see of this situation? This what the situation is, um, short term. Mm-hmm what benefits she could get from this contrast MRI. Yeah. And I saw her a couple of times. So we, we were able to evolve in the, in the therapeutic relationship and also evolve in, in what we were targeting, you know, in, yeah. in the, the goals that we were right. working. Um, and then, you know, she was having a lot of anxiety. So that's when we, we come and then let's do some music and imagery, progressive muscle relaxation, and then visualize eventually, you know, as pa- the days pass, then we can start visualizing, you know, how she would go and get her appointments with the neurologist, the neurologist mm-hmm. who specializes in MS, um, that then she will, you know, be able to, to have a plan, a more clear plan on, on medication, mm-hmm. on therapy, on when not, and a focus on maintaining her skills. But as you can see, that's an, an example of, of how we need to work. Like, okay, what is, what is right now the emergent need? Number one issue. Yes. The doors to the Patients Getting Paid membership community are now wide open. This is a community of people with chronic illness learning to find and create flexible remote work that accommodates their health. I call us chronicpreneurs. There are trainings, coaching calls, networking opportunities, co-workings, and a ton of resources. Want to take better care of yourself and still generate an income? Join us at patientsgettingpaid.com. So this is so much more psychologically based than I would have ever imagined. I mean, I thought it was wonderful when I thought it was just lining up music that that spoke to that person and that helped them lift their mood. But that sounds like the very least of what you do. It sounds like well, you really get to know the people <laughs> and find out what it is that they need and yeah. speak to them and help them visualize. And it sounds very psychologically involved. Well, there is a different, you know, music therapy, there's different kinds of approaches mm-hmm. and different kinds of models mm-hmm. and techniques. So I'm talking to you, um, for example, about these newly diagnosed uh, people yeah. and my interaction with them when, when we have, you know, the music therapist right there with yeah. them. Yeah. But in music therapy, we also can work other areas as, you know, I give you the, the example of this young woman because I believe 30 and something is young. <laughs> um, I do too. I think it's really, so, really young. Um, I personally think 50 is young, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. I, 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 Keeps I getting actually, younger. I, I, I believe 60 is young. Still. So, but I give Amen. you this example because at this, at this place where she was, she was already receiving um, physical therapy. She was mm-hmm. already receiving these other things and the needs that were not met were the emotional cycling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did we get to sing? Yes, we will get to sing. Mm-hmm. Did we get to, um, use instruments and sing, you know, yes. Um, but it was based 
on the assessment of what is it that she needs. Now, yeah. there are patients that we see that are already receiving maybe psychological support or their they need at the moment is like, I really need to get myself moving. So mm. then we will work more towards um, some aspects of neurologic music therapy that have to do with movements mm -hmm. and moving to the music and prompting movement um, to the music, you know, the music as cue um, and expand the, the, the motion range. So we can do those things. Too. So you really, in that case, then you're using it physically. So maybe yes. rhythm, I would imagine, helps people in their movement. Is that correct? The the pulse of, of the music. Yeah. Um, we can we can start, you know, baseline where you're at and then just change the music with a, a stronger pulse, a faster tempo, um, a different rhythm to to start to expand that range of motion that you already mm. have. So we start wow. where you are and then we expand. Right. What so a great tool. What a great yes. tool. And we were talking about this before I hit record about mm -hmm. empowerment and feeling like the patient has, I don't know, something else in their arsenal, I think is what we were saying, rather than just maybe medication. Here's another like modality that you can try that can be helpful. And in my mind, at that time, before you just said all that, I was thinking, purely for mood, you know, and, and, um, mm -hmm. being uplifting in, th in listening to music and that sort of thing. But what you're saying is it's not just that it's also physical and movement mm -hmm. and that, and improving movement through music and rhythm and tempo and all that. That's yes. fascinating. I mean, and I came to this thinking this was great. Now <laughs> I really, really think it's great. <laughs> and improving memory. Right. So, uh, we know that some of the MS patients might feel a little fuzzy at times. Oh, yes. So um, we we can work memory. We can work mnemonics for music, too. Mm. So if there's some some, you know, uh, facts that we start to forget and we, we can do mnemonics. Yeah. Music. Um, the, the part of the Beautiful. mood and, and the, I would say, I would call it the consulting, right? Because we also do this consultation of where we give tools for the person to use on their own. Mm -hmm. And here is, you know, that, that part of, of being able to, to put in a way to give orientation or to teach, um, how can I change my, you know, my mood state mm -hmm. through music? Mm -hmm. What can we do? And, and just teaching that too, because sometimes it's like, well, I like all these songs, but not all those songs will be productive right. for my mood. You know, right. there's some songs that I know I can, I love them. I cannot listen to yeah. those songs. They'll make me cry. They yeah. will make me cry. So, <laughs> yes. but let's say that I feel really uh, sad. So I feel really sad. Then should I just hear, you know, a very upbeat song and very mm -hmm. happy song? Probably not. It is, is not going to feel right because mm. we are so, it's two feelings are too yeah. far apart. Disassociated. Disassociated. I can't yes. say that word today. Disassociated. Disassociated. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So what, what we want is, and this is, you know, this is science, what we're talking here, mm -hmm. right? Is, um, we call the ISO principle or the principle of of sound identity, which it has many, many applications, but one of them is, well, you're going to look for something that is closer to how you feel, perhaps a little bit, you know, higher than how you mm -hmm. feel. So let's say that I am feeling really sad um, because of whatever situation. So perhaps I I would listen to something like I don't know if you if you heard this song on Justin Bieber's Life is Worth Living. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a song I, I really hear this song once in a while when I feel really, you know, down for some mm -hmm. situation. And it's you know, it's a very moderate, you know, it's kind of a I would say soft tempo mm -hmm. and it just talks about, you know, sometimes you are in a road and you don't know where to go, but life is worth living. So it starts, you know, I'm, I'm feeling down for X mm -hmm. or Y reason, but 
that's a little bit up. So mm-hmm. it's giving me a mess. Life is worth living. Yeah. So maybe it's not so much about the tempo of it as the message of it. And then, and then we have another thing, which is the message. Yeah. So if you have the message, I always, I w- always say the lyrics have a great weight on our listening experience. Mm-hmm. And there's different reasons why, because you know, in the, the psyche part of it, right? Uh, what we know, our knowledge, our thought patterns, um, our culture, all of that has, um, it weighs on our psychological health and our emotions. Mm-hmm. So we need to really listen. Not just hear a song, but really listen because perhaps, and this has happened even to me where I listen to a song and I'm like, Oh my God. And I like that song. Yeah. And the song is really cool and is really upbeat. I was listening the other day, um, to, um, to a song. Um, beautiful girl. Oh, yes. Da, 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 da. And then I heard, I never like really listened to this song, but because all, I realized that it says, You got me suicidal. <laughs> it, that's what it says. You got me suicidal. Su-. And I was like, I am oh. never going to listen to this right, again. Right, right. You know, and it right. was such a nice, you know, such a nice yeah. rhythm. And, it was a bop. And, yeah, it, it was it a bop, is, but yeah. and but but the message is getting in yes. there, whether you're cognizant of it or not, it is, right? It mm, is getting in there. So, interesting. so, so we want to like evaluate both things. We want to evaluate <sighs> like is the rhythm and well, how we feel. But the message is going to be important. So Brilliant. we we want to just keep going up. So I I was giving this example of like, yeah. okay, I'm going to listen to this song about okay, life is worth living. And then maybe I want to listen to something a little bit more a bit with yeah. a message that goes along that line. Right. For example, um, I I love indie music, so probably many of my songs nobody knows. This song, but, <laughs> but there's a song that is called "Life Is Better With You," okay. and I, I sing it to myself. Sounds lovely. So <laughs> it is lovely, and it says, you know, some days are better than other days, but these days life is better with you. Oh. And you know, and of course, it's it's a it's a love song, but I mm-hmm. I sing it to myself. Yeah, you know, I, I sing it to that. myself. Yeah. So it's like you know, Cindy, life is better with you, and 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 I just keep going up on my mm-hmm. songs and mm-hmm. feeling better, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I'm very big on on soul path mm-hmm. and spiritual path. I think it's very important. So I, in my case, I do listen to some, some songs that will help me lift, being lift up. I have mm-hmm. another, a song that this couple of last weeks I've been listening to and it says, you know, I'm going to lift you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and love is forever, you mm-hmm. know, talking about divine love and. And I just hear, you know, about his, his promises are faithful, whatever. And I start getting, you know, more confident about yeah, me. You can feel yourself yes. lifted. That's great. And, and this is what, what I try to teach, you know, some of the, of the mm-hmm. clients um, with MS is like, so let's create this playlist. Yeah. Let's, so you're pre- and, and you let's, give prescriptions for playlists, basically. <laughs> I, well, it's, it's something like that. Yes. Yeah. It's like, well, let's look, Love let's that. look at the songs. What song can we use? And then what song can we do later on and mm-hmm. next, next? Build. And sometimes I, mm-hmm. I, I tell them, you know, find, um, you know how you pick a song in, in some of the apps and then it gives you suggestions. Yes. Or, or like a radio kind of thing. And yeah, they yeah, just yeah. Keep, so I said, okay, you can do exploratory listening. Right. And just start picking the songs that is like, yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I like this one. Mm-hmm. And then have have your, you know, playlist yeah. and listen, like truly listen to these lyrics because they will weigh on our psychological state, even if we realize it or not. That's brilliant. I remember my mom used to say to me, garbage in, garbage out. So, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Pay attention to what you surround yourself with and, and surround yourself with positive people and surround yourself in, yes. you know, positivity and happiness and included include your music in that as well. Not to say you can't ever 
listen to a sad song sometime and get that, you know, gallon of ice cream out. Sometimes you need yeah. to do that. You need to hit the pit of hell yes. and cry it out and then come back. This is so weird too. Because, Well, mm-hmm. what I was going to say is I'm not great at listening to lyrics. I kind of mm-hmm. pick out a few here and there, but it's really the music that I'm listening to. And this is only mm-hmm. in the last few years that I paid attention to this. But I love your point about pay attention to the lyrics because you are ingesting it through your yes. two ears, whether you realize it or not. And you could be ingesting something that is like putting you not in the best frame of mind. I yes. was I was a singer in a band for years and, and, oh. and I struggled with the lyrics, remember the lyrics oftentimes. But when I started paying attention to what the lyrics actually said, I wasn't trying to memorize. I kind of put it to what it meant in my life. I had no Mm -hmm. problem remembering them then, which is really interesting. So you just brought up such an interesting point. I'm going to pay more attention to what I'm listening to. Yes. (laughs) And and that's a great exercise too, uh, what you just mentioned about, it's like creating a music video in your head of the Mm -hmm. song. And, and it will tell you like, okay, well, yes, it feels good, which is actually what we unconsciously do when we listen to some songs mm-hmm. is, is that we have an imagery coming up of, of us or for ourselves and, and the situation. So if we do this, I, this is the, the way that we can use music. I, I, I say, you know, I tell my students, it's like, well, who's going to be whose uh, servant? Is are you going to serve music or is music going to serve you? Ah, no? like so that. we want yeah. music to serve us and yeah. not us to music. Right. You know? We want to be uh, to to use it to our advantage. I love that. As okay. you mentioned, like we can hear something that it might not be a, a you know an upbeat or nice feeling song. Yeah. Um, like. Um, I can't make you love me oh. if you don't. Oh, you just gave me is, chills, right? I know. <laughs> so when I really need to cry, that's one of my go-tos for sure. Exactly. But the important thing, okay? So, yes, Bonnie, I love that song. And and I have I have sung that song, too, in different gr- personal grieving processes. Mm-hmm. The important thing is not staying there. Yes. Okay. Yes. We honor our feelings. We honor, you know, where we are at, but we move, you know. Yeah. We, so we feel the things. feels, but, but move on. So yeah, and I, then, you know, as you're talking and when you sang that song, I'm paying more attention to my imagery and my imagery was so, like in the basement with that song. Uh-huh. uh-huh yeah. Sad. And then when you're talking about, you know, but then come out of that, I'm thinking of going up the steps and like, you know, yes. uplifting. And yeah, I get yes. that. I get that on a real visceral level. Plus I love Bonnie Raitt and your voice is magic. Well, thank you. What a beautiful <laughs> gift you have. I was going to ask you if there's a playlist of music that's particularly good for people with MS, but since we've been talking, I would. it's really very individually based, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, truth is that there are some playlists um, that I believe you could find. I, I'm trying to think if I remember the name, like in Spotify, there might be some playlists like with MA, for MS. Yeah. And, and we can look that up and later share it. But definitely it's going to, you know, I always tell people, it's like, this is about you and your music. Yes. About you and your taste. Because we all have different backgrounds. Even right. even if we are, like, I'm telling you, you know, this is a small island, right? This is like 111 miles times 39, something like that. However, you will not believe how how different each person, each person's experience is. Mm-hmm. So depending where they're from, depending, you know, their, just how they were brought up. Sure. So, family background, religious, all yes, of that. Yeah. Heritage. Yeah. So we have people in different places, like from our traditional music, mm-hmm. there is different kinds, like mm-hmm. many different kinds. I cannot mm-hmm. even keep up with it. <laughs> So if the person says that they are from a specific part in the coast, they they have a, a you know a tradition, musical tradition so different to mm-hmm. the one that comes from this particular mountain in this particular side. Mm-hmm. So 
it is important to say, you know, what kind of music do you do you like? And yeah. Do you like? And, right. And people is willing to explore, but time and time again, what research have said is the musical preferences are so important in a therapeutic process, mm-hmm. the music therapy process. So, so we want to always experience, you know, look for that. We yeah. can, we can, you know, look at this list that I already made. I believe I made one. It probably is in Spotify for MAs and is music in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, of course, these are selected. So I have listened to the lyrics. I have placed it in there. Yes. You know, I know what they curated, say. Right? Yes, it's curated. That's I the like right that. word. And however, you know, and you might feel one day you want to just, you know, listen to these songs and there's some salsa and whatnot. Oh. But some days you might want to listen to, you know, your country music. And that's all right. Yeah. I just have to point out for those, I am, this is video also. And at some point, I promise I will get it up, up into YouTube. But for those just listening, when you said salsa, first of all, you're, you started moving <laughs> your body. Yes. So that salsa. really speaks to what music does, right? We yes. just, you know, that's what salsa means to you is this movie. Yes. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that just reminded me that my daughter made me a playlist in, in Spotify last year at this time. When oh. I was going through a really tough time and she named it. Kathy's happy jams. And it is, and, and I had her make it public because I share this with other people all the time. Kathy's happy jams. It is nine hours of happy, uplifting music. Now I have not gone through it (laughs) to know all of the lyrics. And I will tell you that she snuck several in there that I listen now and again and go, what in the hell, you know, and she was 17 making it. So that's a little different from my taste perhaps, but I do, I am open. So I'm just prefacing this with, I don't know what all's in there, (laughs) but I know that the intention was happy and uplifting. So if anybody needs a playlist, there's one for you. I would imagine that you suggest people create their own playlist and listen to different kinds based on, on, well, I don't know, on symptoms. I mean, do you base things on that? Like, well, um, I, I would say that we talk more about, um, how they want to feel. Yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. And so if we start there, Mm -hmm. then if we are working with something specific like range of motion or Mm -hmm. whatever, we we will then talk about some music that we could use. Do you often work then with a PT so that, I mean, for the physicality of it, for people who are trying to maybe work on foot drop or walking or you know, using their arms. I mean, are you working with a physical therapist in conjunction at the same time? Is it separate? How does that work? Well, um, this will depend on the facilities. Mm-hmm. So there's people that work in facilities with, uh, you know, all these other professionals. Mm-hmm. In my case, I would say that only one time the, the PT and me, we cons- coincided. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Because I was already there, he came and he's like, well, and and we had a, a good professional relations. Like, so why don't we do this together? So what are you going to do? Right. Well, I have to stand the person up and have them do, you know, a couple laps. Okay. So, and I'm like, so what music should we use? And the person, we already were talking about this. They love like some songs from Top Gun and the uh, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, yeah. So I started looking it up. Thank you, Internet, you know, mm-hmm. and, and data. So that I'm, you know, just looking and looking at these songs up as he was, you know, uh, and it, it was really fun. Um, it was a very memorable experience for this person because mm-hmm. this person, you know, have after many months, still writes on Facebook about like, I remember, you know, how much you helped me. And this person, we started also with just like music and Mm -hmm. singing and processing. Mm -hmm. And until, you know, we were there and we were not doing so much processing, but we were, you know, supporting that movement. And Mm -hmm. we put that, you know, uh, and he was getting in that walker and he yeah. was doing his lap. 
So, you know, it's like, yeah. So we will, of course, you know, verbally praise his effort and, and all these other songs that were that kind because he used to run to this oh, song. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, so he's associating that with. And, I, and as movement. I was looking at the, at the songs and I was, uh, I was saving them in a playlist. Mm-hmm. And later on, I sent that to him so That's that he great. had his place yeah. already oh, done. I love that. That just reminded me that years... So I was diagnosed when I was 43. And at 45, I decided I was going to participate in this. It was a challenge walk with the National MS Society. And it was a 30-mile walk to raise $10,000. And I was very excited about it. And I trained and, but it was just walking. I, I just want everybody mm-hmm. to hear that. It was walking, which it's a lot, but it's just walking. And then the weekend before the big walk here in Virginia beach, we had the um, rock and roll half marathon or rock and roll marathon. But I went to the half marathon, which is 13 miles. I'm like, that's pretty close to half of what I'm going to be doing the following weekend. So I'll consider this as a great training walk and lots of fun. Right. So I'm just Mm going to walk this 13.1 miles, except they had fans every mile. And I got so excited with the music. I couldn't help myself. And I ran the damn thing. It's, I didn't train for that. I'm not a runner, but that's such a great example of what music can do for you. Cause I just got so like hype. People are holding up signs and the music is playing. And I was like, yes, I can do this. I don't know what made me think I could do this. And I'm shocked that I didn't hurt myself somehow, but that music is what made me go, go, go. It just uplifted me to a point probably beyond what I should have been uploaded, <laughs> but it made yeah. me so happy and feel like I could just conquer the world. It was great. It does. It can give you like a burst of energy. Yes. Uh, a burst of energy. Um, also, if you need to like become more aware, like you're driving a long distance and you need to, you know, get up. Yeah. Wake you up. Change the music, wake Truth. up and open your eyes big. Right. So yeah. um, it, it will it will help you do that. Yeah. Starting your mornings, you know, to start your mornings, which I know, um, well, even it happens to me. But some of some of the patients have issues with, you know, getting up yeah. and getting, you know, and the fatigue, so like, yeah, because of the fatigue. So it's like, how can we, you know, do that transition from yeah. opening our eyes to really, you know, physically get up and do the things that we need to do. So I said, well, let's, let's do, let's start the alarm. It's an alarm that's to be a tune mm-hmm. and the tune will start slow and it will change to another, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. song that is not as, as slow, yeah. but it's like a, like a soft, you know, soft morning wake up and yeah. just, you know, to do that transition that's yeah. in, a, in a better way and become uplifted. And usually they say that it works. For them, yeah. the same thing happening going to bed, right? But sometimes dial it down, fa- mm-hmm. yeah, because the fatigue sometimes is so much that you cannot sleep because right. you're so exhausted, yes, yeah, so, too much going so on in create, your head, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we create plans not only. not only the music, but music is part of, of, of a plan of you know winding down, yeah. I love that. This is so, this is, I'm getting so much more than I even anticipated. This is so well, great. I'm so glad. <laughs> Me too. So you participated in a national level project, specially designed to promote health and wellness through evidence-based interventions for MS patients specifically called MS in Harmony. Yeah. That's in conjunction with actor Ben Platt and his sister-in-law who has MS. So yes. how did you get involved in that? And what can you tell us about that program? Well, uh, it was such a blessing to participate in MS in Harmony. Um, the first contact, uh, someone contacted me from the American Music Therapy Association okay. to see if I was interested. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. I, I, I didn't know, to be honest, I didn't know that it was going to be such a big, you know, project. Yeah. I was just, I just thought that, you know, we would, you know, do a couple of, demo sessions, yeah. very homemade. It turned out to be like way bigger than I even, you know, my mind could handle. Um, it was wonderful. A team of people, 
interested so they were so interested in in what music and music therapy interventions could do and the the people that were invited to participate each one of these music therapists are what i call la creme de la creme you nice. know the cream yeah. of the cream they are yeah. amazing um i know many of them amazing specialists amazing musicians amazing souls you know amazing people mm -hmm. and that they love so much to to just share music and music therapy so being part of it was um was beautiful um i was in the first part in the first um phase to put it that way mm -hmm. um i i was the the only um Spanish-speaking uh, person. Then the second one, I have another colleague who is also from Puerto Rico, but he's in Texas, participate. So it was a very mixed group of people with yeah. so many different experiences. And and I said, yes, I'll, I will do this. And it just turned out to be a wonderful, wonderful experience, not only for me, but also for the people that um, have seen these um, these videos and have participated and say, hey, this has been great. So what is it exactly? What is the program? What oh, does it do? So, okay. So basically, you go to this website and you will have, you, you can select like from the different um, let's put it categories. Mm -hmm. What do you want to watch or learn? Okay. So let's say that you want to work the part of the body. So you will click there and you will see different videos, some by me or by other uh, MTs that are going to present to you uh, an intervention. It's something that you can do at home. Mm. So, they, so what we say is, is music therapy informed? Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. Is not music therapy because music therapy you need to have a, a music therapist with you. Be there in person. But, yeah, yeah, be there in person. Um, but these are music therapy led and they are based on you know it's evidence based. Right. So um, so we we design what we do is that it, all, all, everything that you're seeing we have designed ourselves to teach people different techniques and strategies mm -hmm. um, from things related to relaxation mm -hmm. to um, taking care of our mind mm -hmm. right of our memory and taking care of our voice we have some exercises for voice maintaining maintaining the voice quality mm -hmm. um, and we also have some things to support support your your soul to put it in a way nice. so you can go there and you can look through all this and this is so professionally made too mm -hmm. um that you know it's good quality of of voice uh, of sound mm -hmm. and I, I believe that is something that people can do at home mm -hmm. some of these are family friendly so I remember some of the ones that I that I made. I was like, you can do this with your family. Yeah. Bring fun. the kids. Right. Bring the kids. You know, fun. bring your husband, bring your wife. So that is not only you, but it's, you know, yeah. if you're at home with the kids. And and that was pre pen I was was that that was no, well, we were in the middle of the pandemic already. <laughs> but so we were all at home. Yeah, right. So it's like the kids are yeah. there. That's all right. right. Let's do that together. Right. Well, and the truth is, MS affects everybody in the family anyway. So yes. everybody it needs does. a little support, right? It does. Um, I love that. And by the way, to all the listeners, we will have this in the show notes. We'll have links to MS and Harmony in the show notes. I have looked for a music therapist several times and have had a tough time finding one in my area. Are they in short supply? And is there a resource you can share where people can look <laughs> for a therapist in their area? Yeah, well, um, it depends the area. Mm -hmm. For example, in Puerto Rico, they are in short supply. Yeah, right. But but there are places that have plenty. Okay. Um, I would say the best way is to go to the. Um, you can go to the website www.cbm as in mom and t dot org, and that is the certification board of music therapy. 
Okay. And it has uh, an area where you can go and click and, and look up by area, by your zip code or oh, perfect. date. And it will give you a list of four certified music therapists oh, fantastic. in your area. And that will be in the show notes too. Thank you for that resource. That's sure. helpful. If people want to learn more about you or the programs you're involved in, where's the pl- best place to find you? Um, the best place, there's two ways that you can find me. One is going to Facebook. I have a page. It's in Spanish, but uh, I will give you the, the name yeah, so yeah, that yeah. people can look it. It's called Musicoterapia Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Love that. So, I could listen to you talk all day. Just You don't even have to say <laughs> anything that makes sense. Your accent okay. and your voice are beautiful. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. We'll put you the know, link. To some, that in the some, show notes too. Some uh, depending the 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 clients that I have, some of them, you know, we do relaxation or we are singing and they fall asleep, and I feel I honored bet. because yeah, I it's bet like, well, do. you fall asleep because you feel safe, relaxed, so and safe. Yes, yes. yes. Relaxed. So in in that in that page, Facebook page, you can send me a message through the page or through the email that is in the page. Um, you can also send uh, a WhatsApp message to the number nine three nine eight eight one five five six four. Excellent. All that will and be in the show notes. That's great. Thank you. And Puerto Rico is part of the U.S., so it's just like calling another another right. state. Just a one. Excellent. And I wanted to share with you, this just came up for me as we were talking, that um, I actually wrote a song about MS and recorded it. Ah, and nice. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Um, I think it's very uplifting. And I will put this uh, link to it in the show notes too. It's called Wash Your Mouth Out with Hope. Instead of soap, I don't know if they uh-huh. did that in Puerto Rico, but when I was a kid, if you cussed or yeah. were bad, you got soap in your mouth. And let me tell you, I tasted yeah. some soap in my younger years. Okay. So when I wrote this song, it's Wash Your Mouth Out With Hope. And the the and it really is about um, finding hope amongst, you know, even post-diagnosis. So I will send you that as well. But okay. bottom line, thank you, Dr. Press, so much. I really appreciate you t- spending this time with us today and to teach us about music therapy for MS. I just really appreciate uh, your time today, but more importantly, what you're doing for our community and the greater community. Um, Thank you so much for what you do every day. And thanks for being here with me today. It is my pleasure. Quick shout out to Steve Woodward at podcastingeditor.com for the fantastic work on this podcast, including editing, show notes, and ingenious ideas. If you'd like help with your podcast, whether you're just starting out or an old pro, visit podcastingeditor.com and tell Steve I sent you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS Podcast Show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there... Sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.